And I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony and fire two blasts outside the house. By shotgun, by shotgun, you don't need machine gun, you don't need 30 rounds. By shotgun, by double barrel shotgun, you don't need a flamethrower, and you don't need a tank. to get the keys I'm giving, right, Patriots? Hey, guys, it's Melissa Redfield, the world. I hope you guys are having a great day. So much news to cover. We're going to talk about how we're winning and, and the, what Q just told us about fighting in this battle. We're going to talk about Biden and Burisma. I'm going to give you some good stuff about that. I'm going to talk about some Gasara stuff I found. I'm going to talk about King of England, and I've got a surprise for you at the end. So let's jump in. Uh, I'm Melissa, Red Pill of the World. We look at the Q post. Everybody say it with me. The Q post, the current events, and the Trump tweets in the light of God's work, because this is the great day of the Lord. This is the day where we're casting out these evil tyrants, and this is going to be the end of them. We are winning, and there's no stopping us. There's no stopping. Nothing, nothing will stop this. So let's see what Q has to say. We're taking our oath. Are y'all ready? Put your right hand up. This looks like my left hand, but it's actually my right. <laughs> right? <clears throat> and let's say, repeat after me. Or, or say it with me. I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. There you go. Now it says, you also said that we are, uh, soon we'll have our, the people's general, General Flynn. He was just exonerated completely all the charges were dropped today and yes yeah, some information's coming out about that we're going to go over that i take this oath i've taken this oath long ago that i'm like i'm i'm going to fight until we win that's all there is to it and i know that's why you're here because we're not playing on this we're we're, we're not these people will not stop so we will not stop until they are cast out and we can take them with 95% of humanity can take this 5%. I know they've got a lot of power. They still have a lot of control, but we can take them. He said it's the first time ever that this has been attempted. So here's what he told us today, the 24th of June at noon. He says, you've been selected to help serve your country. Feel proud. You are so, you've been selected. You've been selected by the angels. Remember I was talking about that the angels have come and gathered us to go and fight in this battle. Never retreat from the battlefield. Your battlefield is the social media. That's where that's where we can communicate most effectively. Yes, you can talk to neighbors, you can, you know, individually with that, which is great, but that's really where that you can meet reach so many people. So never retreat. But you've got to play it smart, right? Use other platforms as a form of centralized command and control. Let's say if let's say if I had a, a Freedom Force Battalion site, we'd say, okay, we're gonna meet there, get some good marching orders, and then go. Right. And that's the same thing here with the YouTube 
Freedom Force Battalion. That's where we, we get some good stuff and then we share it, right? So that's, he's just making sure that we don't go off in a corner and talk and be in an echo chamber, that we all go, right? And, uh, and, and, and expose the truth, right? Organize and connect. Source memes material from battlefield and or garage. I don't know what, I guess, I don't know what the garage is about. I don't know. But anyway, so source the memes. He's, he gave us some memes. I'm not going to show them because I can't stand to look at Obama and Biden, but whatever memes you have, because as you know, people, as they're scrolling, they don't want to, they don't really stop to look at the, the pictures, at, at, at the verbiage. They'll stop though and look at a picture. So blast those out, put that out everywhere. Make yourself a goal that every day you're going to blast out at least five memes. Seriously. You know, that's say, that's like my bullets. I've got to shoot my five bullets today. Okay. And so if there's, all of us, let's say now we have 45,000 on our channel. You know, if all of us is doing that 45,000 times five, we can make some, make a dent in getting the truth out there and they can't stop us. Okay. So, and so that's why when he gives us a meme, we don't get to like save it with the same name because they could easily go in and say, delete all those names. But when they, when we have a meme, and it's and you've saved it with one name and Sally saved it with another name. They can't catch it all. They and they just just too much. And that's what we have to do. Just just bombard, bam, 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 bam. Right. Mission number one: dispute propaganda push through posting of research and facts. It's hard to get through with facts to people sometimes, but that's what we've got to do. They are. This is what they're hearing. And then you come back with the facts, right? Number one. Number two, our second mission is support role of other digital soldiers. So if you see someone has posted something, hit a like, hit a you know, reply, do something so that people know that you're you're in agreement with that and support them. Okay. So they aren't standing out there, you know, flailing in the wind. So support each other everywhere we can. This is what the Bible talks about in Joel chapter two. It says they never break ranks. They never break ranks. They uh oh. What's going on? Let me see what's happening. So what I was trying to say is in Joel chapter two, it says we never break ranks. We always uh, march in lockstep. And that's what we have to do so that we, we don't overstep each other. We support each other every which way we can. Okay. So think about that strategically. If someone sees a post, if they see someone who's more people who are, who are, you know, bolstering that argument, then they're more likely to accept it. Okay. It's just human nature. Okay. Number three, mission number three, guide or awaken others through use of facts and memes. Ask counter questions to initiate thought versus repeat the MSDNC propaganda, not just to say what they say. Okay. So I'm not terribly good at this because I'm normally don't do the Socratic method. I'm not very good at that. So let's try. I'm going to try to, to do that, to ask questions, um, you know, like something about, you know, have you thought about how this was funded with all these riots? They, they sure did look organized. And did you see about those bricks that were out there? I mean, who could be, have you heard of who was funding this? And that can maybe lead them to say, you know, no, I haven't heard. Well, I've read something about, there was a man named Soros. Have you ever heard of Soros? You, you know, you know, asking these types of questions might go, Hey, I never really thought about that. How could, how could this happen? Oh, did you hear there some, some subpoenas going on? And what do you think about that? What do you think about these subpoenas? What, what subpoenas are you talking about? So, you know, to get them to go, Hey, maybe there's something else going on than what we're hearing on the news or like, you know, or this whole, this whole fake news thing, you know, what do you think about that? That fake news? Isn't that crazy? What do you think about it? And so to get to hear what their thoughts are, and so, yeah, so that's what he's saying for us to do. 
is uh, counter questions. Number four, because a lot of people will not dig. But if you maybe get them going, that happened with me with a girlfriend today, and we got into a whole big discussion, and she all of a sudden, I saw the wheels going. She was like, wait, wait. I, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. All right, so learn to use camouflage. I was talking about this a little bit yesterday. When you do a video, let's say if they, this whole video that you might want to show or share, they, it, they would easily find that, that video and grab it and, and delete it. But if you take just a clip of it, and, and share that, it's less likely they'll be able to catch it, okay? So how can we camouflage? Um, let's say, or if your account, let's say your Twitter account has been suspended, maybe you can find another phone, you can create another account, you know, do something so that you can create an account so you can go back in the battle, okay, and, and, and fight. Uh, or, or on, you know, Instagram or somewhere else, find somewhere that you can fight in the battle. Um, identify strengths and weaknesses. Um, regarding Twitter and Facebook. For example, memes have, it's a failure to read through the use of the algorithm. They can't catch the, the picture. They don't, they can't tell what that picture says. So they just, so they have to physically, they, they have to have the manpower to go and look at the picture and determine what is this picture talking about to see if they're going to delete it. Okay. Whereas if it's the name of a file or some keywords or even hashtags that, that it can, it can trigger for them to go, Hey, you know, this is, this is something we want to delete. And they just automatically, the algorithm automatically deletes those, okay? So think about how can I put this in such a way, verb, you know, in my tweet so that people can read it, but it won't be caught by the, the computer, okay? That's what he's trying to tell us. All right, so, uh, so because it would be person-to-person -person capture, they would have to physically look at it. But if we have literally millions and millions and millions of people out here just shooting this truth they cannot catch it all okay even though we saw on the Ver project veritas video how they're you know so many of them are going in and just deleting a lot they can't catch that many we just have too many we're overwhelming just this locust army of joel chapter two is just overwhelming force isn't that great all right so let's keep going what else do you have to say he just posted this just before I came on uh, the, the Shane Huntley. Interesting. This was prioritized, routed, that he posted this. Let me show you what he posted. Waiting outside a lunch place in Silicon Valley, silly con, the silly con Valley. Today, I heard a middle-aged woman comment, calmly explaining QAnon to her friend and how it's all part of some grand plan by Trump to rebuild the U.S. government jarring to run across this in the real world here because <laughs> he's lives in he lives behind a laptop screen and and moderating and doing all this through through google he is a let me show you what he his job is he is a google threat analysis group google threat analysis group so he google threat is like us <laughs> i think they were their number one threat and so he's trying to counter this and now he just hears someone out at the lunch counter place somewhere in town talking about this that's so powerful when we're all you know make it your aim every day to talk to you know people in your town just just put a little nugget out there you don't have to be like like bombarding them just a little nugget and to you know put something in their in their in their mind to think about yeah so that was pretty cool that he just said deep dreaming young dragonfly <laughs> That's funny. It's great. I love Q so much. All right. So he posted this also. He said, this scale, this generates is disproportional enough to distort public perception. 
in 2018, Ng uh, identified close to 30 million uses of the word QAnon across Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit, 4chan, all across. That was 30 million. That was back in 2018. How many think there are now? A lot more. Numbers today dwarf past estimates. Handle with care, okay? So let's make sure that we are using these, this great, this great um, control, ability to, to control the thought and the understanding of, of what the truth is, but we handle it with care because we see how the mainstream media has, has, has abused it. So yeah, there, this article here was talking about, oh, they're talking about, you know, PEDO and all that. So let's just be careful about how we use it so we don't look like wild-eyed, you know, crazy people, right? So let's make sure that it's something very thought-provoking, very um, something that would cause people to say, I want to, I want to, you know, find out more about what's going on. All right. So now what else did he say? Oh, this is that one. All right. So make sure that you click right now. Take a second real quick, go and, and click like and share. Okay. Find a way to share this information. We are going to look at how, uh, and how this, this is, this is the biblical promise, biblical times, which is what Q has talked about and make sure your bell is wrong, but come back every day or two, uh, to see what, what's the latest news here. I'm trying to make my video shorter. So I, cause I know you guys have limited time. I really try to keep, I try to put the latest news on here in the light of God's word. So, cause I know, you know, some of you don't really have a lot of time to do the research. All right. So now let's talk about this whole Biden thing with Burisma. And I'm going to try to, to go through that video. It's a, like an hour and a half video and either get clips of it. A lot of it's in a, a language you can't understand. So there's a lot of reading. I was thinking, do I want to read it out anyway? But the best thing that I think for you to do is to go and watch Rudy Giuliani's videos, Rudy W. Giuliani, G I U L I A N I. This is Victor Shokin right here. He and he's talking to him and uh, Rudy is and finding out what, what what happened. What happened? So basically, this is a very good man, Victor. Victor, like is a victory, right? He was was uh, he found out that that all this corruption had taken place with with President Poroshenko and with, with Biden and how they're using all this money that was going over there and it's all going to their cronies, how they're, 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 they're taxing the people and it's all going to them. It's just total corruption. So he's going to get to the bottom of it. He's going to prosecute it. Well, no, the, he's not because they said, well, you're not going to get the money if, unless he's fired. Okay. That's what happened. That's one of the things, one of the things that happened. But uh, Ju Rudy Giuliani goes into a lot of detail. The other one is this one right here, which was really, really good. This guy, I can't remember his name, whatever his name is, episode number five, where he, and, and here's the one, uh, you know, episode number five is where this guy comes in and he, he tells all the dirt about what was going on with this corruption in, um, with Biden, Biden family corruption and um, in Ukraine. So the other thing is episode four, this is where I'm sure you've seen where Biden was saying, well, if you don't fire this guy, you know, you aren't going to get the money. I mean, he, he's the great news for us is he's such a blowhard. He's always opening his mouth and admitting to what he's doing because he never thought anybody would, could do anything about it. He was wrong. He was wrong. He never tried. He never count, expected Trump to be elected. All right. So this was what Technofog uh, posted. 
and Q post uh, did a, a Q drop about it. And this is about Obama, Comey, Yates, Biden, and Susan Rice. So he's going into all this stuff about Flynn. So Biden's not only involved with the Burisma, he's also involved with this this uh, with the Flynn and how they were railroading him. So I re you know I retweeted this. I know that they can't they can identify this. These are some of the notes that came out from this Flynn case. I'll read just a little bit to you. Strzok's notes believed to be of January 4th, 2017, revealed that former President Obama, James Comey, Sally Yates, Joe Biden, and apparently Susan Rice discussed the transcript of Flynn's calls and how to proceed against him. Using their power of the intelligence agencies, using the CIA and the FBI and, and the powers of the president to go against Flynn to stop him. Mr. Obama himself directed that the right people investigate General Flynn. This is why Q posted treason, pictures of them with crimes, with the, with the exact crime that they were, I guess I'll show you that. I hate to even show it to you, but that was, I will real quick. Ugh. Okay, where'd it go? This one right here. Yeah, US code, 18 US code uh, 2384, seditious conspiracy, US code 2381, treason. You think that would get some people's attention? What do you mean, treason? And to tell them, show them this. You, you can't do that You're, for your political enemies and use the power of the government to come and, and railroad someone. Um, the former FBI director Comey acknowledged the obvious. Flynn's phone calls seem uh, appear legit. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's legit. We're going after him anyway. So let's see what else. He had another picture in here. Um, some of these were kind of hard to read. Yeah, so this is... This whole thing, he, this whole thing is treason to the max that people, you know, generally they're just going about their business. This would be great to share with people so they understand this is, this is Watergate times a million. All right. So again, Biden's involved. And of course we can't talk about it because he's a political opponent. That won't work. All right. So definitely check out that. I'll put a link in the description box below. Now here I want to jump in and talk about Gasara. Nasara. This is a man, his name is Charles Ward. He has this, this site that he has created and he's been in, he's been talking about the, the queen has left everyone. All of these uh, people, the royals have left Buckingham Palace. We're here in America. Maybe you don't even know about that, but they, you know, Prince Andrew's gone, Charles, Harry, all of them, the queen, all of them have left Buckingham Palace. What is going on? on you can say oh you know covid well i would think of all the places in the world that buckingham palace would probably be the safest place to be so there's something else going on and people are starting to realize hey there's something else right to it so this man charles ward has been in, in um discussing about joseph gregory hallett i have a video about i don't know two weeks that i ago that i did and there's compelling evidence that he is the the legit king of England and he's not going to play it if this is true which it very I mean everything looks legit and that she's been the queen has been removed because she's not legitimate the documentation shows it it's on the website king dot you king of dot uk king of dot uk and you can see the documents on there and that they they put everyone on notice and say hey tell us if you if you have any problem with this and no one's had a problem with it, right? Because it's the fact that he is the true, the true heir. 
So I want to talk about that a little bit. But so Charles has gone into a lot of detail on his channel, Charles Ward. Okay, I'll put a link below on that too. But here he's talking about some discussions he's had with some very influential and wealthy people. He does uh, a lot of, um, he said one day he said something about, he does like money transfers and that type of thing. So he's, he's in with some movers and some shakers. So listen to what he has to say. Um, you said that Trump will decide if he wants to go forth or step down, right? That's what you said? That's correct. Okay, is that because, I mean, we, we are going to have elections, right? Do you see elections? Or are you saying there's going to be no elections because all this stuff is going to come out to the light? It's going to go through the process, right, of the election? I was, told, I was told that the election will be nothing like you've ever seen before, whatever that means. Wow. wow. Okay. So they don't tell him everything, but he gets little snippets because he's you know, chatting with these very influential people. And I want to tell you right now, there's no way that Biden will win. <laughs> if y'all are ever thinking that, I don't care what the news says. Maybe Hillary could have won, but this is, this is there, especially after all that Trump has done. And as and Q has told us that the support for Trump is like this giant iceberg underneath. It's just outrageous, right? So there's just don't let them worry you about that. But so check what he says about instituting Gasara 120 days um, before elections. Okay, check that. And just remember, for those of the those of you who followed the, the Nasara Jasara, legally in the documentation, when you declare Nasara, you've got 120 days before an election. Uh, so you, it, it forces all 209 countries that have signed up to it to have an election. But I think before that we get to that stage, Trump will need to make sure that he has removed the evil from each country that's in this system. And that includes the leadership in Spain. They'll be removed, but they will be replaced or the, the, the choice will be those that are on, on side with Trump, with Nasara and Jasara. What is Jasara? Nasara is the new world, is the, the new money system, right? Nasara, isn't that what it is? Nasara is the, is the national system for America. Okay. This is the global system for the rest of the world. Okay, so the same. One's national, one's global. So everybody else will be using a global, and then we'll have our own national. Yeah, it was only because it was written in America as a national thing. And okay. The world said, "Yeah, we want to be a part of this," so they 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 adapted it for the rest of the world and called it Jessara, which is the global one rather than the national one. And it's going to be like equal trading, like every dollar is going to match or something, right? Okay. Right. And what's going to happen to the... Because it, all the money will be backed by gold. Okay, so check it out. IRS and Federal Reserve, they're just gone? The Federal Reserve will disappear, but there, there will, it will be a gradual process. Uh, he's, already, he's already swallowed it up into the Treasury. Right, right. So he has I noticed that when he wrote the checks for the 1200 or whatever it was. It said the Treasury and then signed by Donald Trump. I was like, okay, that's odd. Wouldn't yeah. it, if it was still the Federal Reserve, wouldn't it have said the Federal Reserve on there? Or am I right? Um, the transition has already started. The new USN has already been launched, but it's not public knowledge yet. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're aware about what's happened in China. Did I discuss that with you or not? The new yes. Chinese Republic, right? The new yeah. Chinese Republic is um, the, the Dragon Notes 
and the gold, the, the gold dragon bonds and the gold bonds have been monetized in Switzerland last weekend. Uh, to, to, uh, there's, there's about a hundred quadrillion dollars worth of, uh, of, of uh, Chinese notes. And they've, they've actually liquidated a hundred trillion of them, monetized a hundred trillion. And as of last weekend, America no longer has any debt. China no longer has any debt. So this is in this. Okay, so the Chinese Republic no has no debt. This new Chinese Republic. Okay, so these old creeps can go go away. <laughs> we don't care what they do. We're going to have a free country. We're you know they're going to have a free country in China. We're can you imagine? This is why President Trump's been spending money money like it's water, right? That we, I believe this is accurate. You know, this is everything I've been researching. This I think this is very very accurate. This this makes sense that this is the transition to greatness President Trump's been talking about. And we, Gasara is where we, we no long, there's no longer an IRS. We no longer pay taxes. I mean, this is going to have to come out soon because July 15th is coming and, and we would soon have to pay taxes in July. So I, I wonder if this great, the 4th of July week, the week to remember is maybe where this is rolled out. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Go ahead, Denise. No, I said that's exciting news, and we're not going to hear that from the mainstream media. No, you're not. But the moment the money was paid back into the Federal Reserve, who had lent the money in the first place, so you've got all these trillions of dollars paid back into the Federal Reserve from Russia, China, and, and the United States, so there's zero debt, then there was a subpoena issued against the Federal Reserve for fraud. That's the reason is because all of this was fraudulent. The IRS was fraudulent. The Federal Reserve was fraudulent. Every all these all this uh, interest that was charged, it was all fraudulent. And so these people have been subpoenaed because they this they know that this was fraudulent and they've been caught with their they can't undo it. Their hands in the cookie jar for stealing from all of humanity. Okay, so this and not not only the Federal Reserve in the United States, but every central bank. You told us this like in. Q post number 80 or something way, 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 way back. He gave us a list of all of the, the central banks that will be, that will be transitioned to be true banks that are backed by gold, the reserves for the country, which is what it sh this should have been from the beginning. Okay. So um, anyway, so check it out. And the guys that were all arrested. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, and, uh, is the money going to still save? Yeah. All right. So th that was the main thing I wanted you to hear from uh, Charles. And uh, okay. So he's also you know, talking a lot about Jeff Joseph Gregory Hallett. All right. So in the past, it has been where uh, it was run by um, basically, hang on real quick. All right. So the queen of England basically ran the world had, had you know, if you remember me showing you the documentation where they said this is a, the Australia is a commonwealth in the United States because it was their company. They were running a company called Australia out of the United States, that all of the United States was a corporation for the queen, that all, you know, all of these, these places that were ruled by, by, uh, you know, under, under the queen were really their, their business enterprise, their corporation. Okay, and the called a commonwealth, but it's basically a corporation. He's not Joseph Gregory Hallett is not going to do it that way. It's it's you know I don't he's really not talked about that, but I'm just telling you from what the Bible talks about is that these have been in control 
of the world. They were, you know, years ago, England, with all the, the colonization and all of that, the colonial times, where they went all throughout the world and, and just gathered up nation after nation after nation, okay, and, and, and then became the queen of all of it, the king of all of it. That's over. That's, this is the end of that whole system. And I'm going to show you what the Bible talks about. This is in both Daniel chapter four and seven, I believe. Anyway, these are these, it talks about these beasts. Basically it's these empires. And um, there's a, there's a, there are actually a couple of different interpretations of this one in the ancient times and one in modern times. I really do think that's probably accurate, but the, uh, the modern times is where this Eagle, I'm sorry, this, this lion has the wings of an Eagle, which is really interesting. But wh who do you think of as the lion? Of course, England, right? Is the lion. And so they have gone and colonized the world and just, just been like a ravishing, ravaging lion and, and overtaking all of the world. And then you have the bear, which I think is likely Russia. And it's, it's, um, you know, going and, and, and overtaking so much and, and, and you know, not, the, I don't think even the current day really, to be honest, but, but a lot of the ones in the past have just been so ruthless. I'm thinking Stalin and that. And then you've got the, 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 uh, the leopard with four heads. I really do think this is the beginning of the, the Nazi regime and in Germany and how it's had the four Reichs in, in Germany. So these were the, the kingdoms, but then this last one, this beast, this is the one that we're fighting right now. This is the new world order. This is the one that's overtaken the whole world. It talks about it in Daniel. It says, uh, and I'll, I'll read a little bit of it to you, but um, that it says, um, it says it was just crushing. Let me go ahead and read a little bit of it, of it to you. Daniel chapter seven, the first was a lion, like a lion. It had wings of an eagle. I watched until its wings were torn off and it was lifted from the ground so that it stood on two feet like a human being. And the mind of a human was given to it. And there before me was a second beast, which looked like a great bear. It was raised up on one of its sides. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. It was told, get up and eat your fill of flesh. These are just all these horrible kingdoms that are oppressive, tyrannical empires. Okay. After that, I looked and there before me was another beast, one that looked like a leopard and on its back, it had four wings like those of a bird. This beast had four heads and it was given authority to rule. These have ruled over us, over all of humanity. Okay. But that day is, is drawing to a close. Number seven, verse seven. After that, in my vision at night, I looked and there before me was a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth, iron teeth. Sounds like the new world order. It crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot whatever was left. It was different from all the former beasts. It had 10 horns. When I was, while I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one, which came up among them. And three of the first horns were uprooted before it. This horn had eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that spoke boastfully. And as I looked, Thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was open, was seated, and the books were opened. In other words, they're, they're being judged for what they have done to humanity, their crimes against humanity. And then I watched to uh, continue to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. That's where we are. 
we've been through all these beasts and now we're at the point where this this beast is being thrown into the blazing fire the the book of revelation calls it the abyss in other words away from us <laughs> wherever it is it's away from us and then the other beasts that had been stripped of their authority were allowed to live for a period of time okay so the reason i'm bringing this up right now is because it, when he's the king Jeff, uh, Joseph Gregory Hallett is the king of England. Is he going to be where he runs the whole world like the queen did? Well, currently he has had a power, in, uh, the same powers that the queen had, had gathered to herself. And so from what I understand, he's been using that power to, to get rid of the Knights of Malta, who were the money changers, the money controllers, the fiat money controllers in the Vatican. Okay, so that, that broke. One day we're going to find out exactly what happened at every step of the way, but that has been broken. So now we can have what they were talking about here, where the, where the gold is, is um, transferred to the nations transferred so that everyone's uh, money is backed by gold. Their GDP is backed by gold. Okay. And their debt, everyone's going to be debt free. Uh, you know, all the nations will be debt free. And it says these other beasts, notice it has been, have been stripped of their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. So I believe what that means is that these nations, if this is cor a correct interpretation, that England and Russia and Germany will continue to be a nation, but they will not have the oppressive, tyrannical power. They will not have evil rulers using these nations to oppress humanity no longer will we have a ruthless queen no longer will we have a you know uh, you know basically you know, all these nations that have been used it wasn't the regular people it was the the rulers who were using these nations to oppress okay so yeah no more of these beasts at all so these these beasts are, are the they're, they're cast out but bottom line these nations are still there. So the reason I'm bringing it up is because every nation will have its own king or president or whatever. Okay. And so Jeff, Joseph Gregory Hallett will, from what I can tell from the research and from understanding the word, he will be the king of a nation just like any other. Okay. And he won't, you know, he won't have more power than others and, and be able to oppress. Okay. And so what he's doing right now is using the, the authority that he has to to bring justice from what i can tell he that's what he's he's using his his uh his the, the authority that he already has to do that again so much of this is is still in the phase of getting rolled out so and this it very much looks like that's what the case is you anyway, i'm not going to read any more about that of that but that is daniel chapter seven if you want to read more and this video right here i called it um q and on new world order slash beast fatal wound is going down this time daniel seven this is one of my very first videos so you can check that one out if you want to you know, learn more about daniel chapter seven all right now this is the the book i haven't heard anything more about my the the, the uh audio getting approved it's still in the in the work so be, be in prayer for that 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 can get done quickly on this i go into the daniel i go into several of all these prophecies that it talked about and i break it down and and um talk about how they lied to us about so many of so much of it all right so the other thing is giuliani had this uh this video out 
on the 19th, just a couple of days ago, and he had Brad Parscale on here. And they were talking about an October surprise. This is the campaign manager for President Trump. So I was listening to it. So what is this going on? Well, he's not giving it away, but he's, there's something that's going to happen between now and the, and the election that will enable us to get the truth out to the people. And so he, here he's talking about a lot of um, uh, electioneer, no, that's not the right, right word, but where they're gathering all this information. And so when they do that, then they can, they can easily get bypass, bypass the mainstream media and go straight to the people and not have to do that. So that's what's so great about, about even when they got all these, all these, uh, these people who, who signed up, it's kind of funny when you think about it. They sign up to go to the Trump rally and they're like, we're going to hijack the Trump rally. Well, guess what? In order to sign up, they got their information and they can be sending them, sending them messages and, and, and going on to their stream. We will see. We will see how this all plays out, but do not worry. We, <laughs> there's no way we're going to lose. All right. So I have a surprise. I have a surprise. All right, so I've been working on something. I told you about this the other day. Um, okay, so before, let me see. Let me show you. I guess I'll just go ahead and show you a picture of it. This is my new book. Okay, so I wrote this book about five years ago. Long story short, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you a little snippet of it. So back in the day, um, I was working at, a, you know, at, at different companies and I would always have like a Bible study group. If anybody wanted to come in and you know, have prayer and, and the word, they could. And so I don't know, something happened to me and I just began to go, I've got to really just do this more full time. Just God just, just lit a fire under me that, that there was just such a great need out there. And so I went, so then when the, that company shut down, my husband and I talked about it, we prayed about it and I went into ministry full time in my in my little town. Well, I was trying to find ways that I could get information out. Well, I've read this great book. Oh my goodness. It's the best book. It's called Jesus, the man who loved women. It's stories about real people who had met Jesus and, and what it was like to meet him and, and, and the interaction that they had and the connection that they, that they had with him instead of it just being very topical about, Oh, this person, he met this person and he healed them. It was much more than that. It's about a personal relationship and that they became to know him on a very personal level and how much he cared about what was going on with them. So beautiful. So beautiful. It's one of my favorite books, one of my favorite books ever. So, you know, then I wanted to, it's hard to find that book. It's very hard to, to get a whole, you know, copies of it. And so I said, well, how can I, what can I do? So I said, well, maybe I'll just write one myself. So that's what I did. I wrote this book. And it's about nine people who actually met Jesus and they, and they got to, got to know him personally. And what, what, it, what it would have been like, can you imagine if you had been that person and you're getting to meet him or he's coming in and he's healing you and what would it have been like, you know, and, and to, you know, to, so what I'm doing here in this book is I'm, and so I'm, I just, I haven't even worked with it for such a long time. I said, you know what, I've got this book and I really do think a lot of you, will really enjoy it because you're saying that, that your faith has been renewed. You're realizing that God is real. This is real. And that, yeah, they made it out like, you know, real judgmental and real, you know, hateful and all that. And you realize God is real and he, he's coming to save us and he loves us. 
So, um, and which makes me so, so, so happy. But as much as you like my book, QAnon and A Thousand Years of Peace, and it gives you hope that this is the day when we're going to be rescued from these creeps, the New World Order, this book, I think you're going to love. And it's just, I'm putting out there for $2. And also, there's also the one, I just got it up. Oh my goodness, it took so much effort for $5 to get the, the print out. I was able to get that one, uh, the print paperback for $5, $4.99. So, Anyway, so to have this to, where you can read it and, and imagine yourself as that person, what would you have felt like? And so you get, a, you get the idea of his amazing heart. So I'm just going to read a little snippet. Maybe one day I'll just do a video where I read uh, the whole thing, uh, a whole, well, whole chapter to you. Oh, dear. I closed it. What did I do? Hang on real quick. I'll be right back. All right, so this, it's got nine chapters, one for each of the people who met him, okay, in this, in this book. There's lots more people that met him, but I'm going to read you a little bit about Bartimaeus. Have you ever heard of Bartimaeus? And imagine you're Bartimaeus, okay? That was very, very long ago. It was even long ago for our long ago story of poor blonde Bartimaeus. Same town, fast forward a thousand years, actually 1,400 years. I wonder what it's like to live in a city with such a historic History, the miracle working God worked one of his mightiest miracles right there. I wonder if that elevated the lives of the citizens of Jericho. I wonder if they believed in God working miracles in their lives. You know the story of Jericho, right? I'm not going to go into it, but anyway. Um, that he was still and well able to do miracles. It looks like from our story that maybe they are. I like how the book of Luke records in this story, Jesus the, and the disciples entered the city, and when they left, there was a crowd with them. I like that. It was as if Jesus picked up people as he walked through Jericho, like a magnet picks up pieces of iron. Before he left the city, he had a throng around him. We are drawn to Jesus like that. We just can't stay away. Got to hear his words. Got to be near him, like breathing. We don't know exactly what Jesus did while he was on that trip to Jericho. It appears that the people gladly received him and his wonders. It appears Jesus left them wanting more, so they never left him. Jericho was Zacchaeus' town, which is another story for another chapter. It would be quite a miracle if each citizen of Jericho was transformed by Jesus the way Zacchaeus was. Some towns didn't want the transformation that Jericho that Jesus brought, but it looks like Jericho did. Good for Jericho. But Jesus didn't stay. He had a big job to do. He had to keep moving. Once one city and then another until he and his helpers went all throughout Israel. As Jesus was leaving town, there was poor blind Bartimaeus sitting by the road. I call him poor Bartimaeus because I read a children's book to my daughter so many times that I still have it memorized all those years later. Poor Bartimaeus, his eyes were sick. He couldn't see the town. He couldn't see the people. He couldn't see the children. Poor Bartimaeus. My daughter, Kristen, who was only two, but she could, but was only two, but she could turn the pages and read the story word for word from memory, of course. When our friends saw her, they thought she was really reading the book. <laughs> it was a hoot. But back to our story about poor Bartimaeus. He certainly was poor Bartimaeus. What must it be like to be blind, to live in total darkness? I don't know if it would be worse to have had sight for a little while and then to lose it or to have never seen the light of day. Either way, my heart goes out to anyone who is blind. Let's thank the Lord for our eyesight right now. As I write this, I'm sitting on the back, port, back patio enjoying the beautiful spring flowers and the cardinals that keep returning for bird seed from our feeder and our cute dachshunds that make me laugh. I'm able to enjoy writing the story and read, reading God's word and surfing the net for inspiration. I'm able to see my beautiful daughters and look into our, my wonderful husband's eyes and on and on and on. Thank you, Lord.
but Bartimaeus's eyes were sick. He couldn't do any of that, of course. People who are blind in this day of, mar of marvelous technological advances can do much more than Bart could live could to live meaningful, productive, fulfilling lives. But Bart sat by the road to Jericho because that was pretty much all he could do, sit and beg every day. Bart could hear what was going on around him, but not really participate. Every day he spread a garment all around him and shouted for coins. And then he would listen for coins to land. That way people didn't have to get near him or risk touching him. Poor Bartimaeus. One thing Bart had going for him was this, he didn't mind begging. That might sound a little strange, but it sure did come in handy when Jesus walked by. That's really our only stance before God, and it's a blessing to be willing to beg from God. The religious leaders thought they were too good to beg. The people of Nazareth weren't about to beg from this worst whippersnapper they'd known from childhood. The people of Bethsaida didn't think they needed God for anything. They felt fine on their own. The Gerasenes did beg. They begged Jesus to leave rather than beg him to stay and to bless them with his words and miracles. But Bart knew better. He knew he needed a miracle. He needed Jesus. Bart couldn't read God's word for himself. This was long before Braille was invented or audio Bibles or the internet, but he had learned enough to know that when the Messiah came, he would work miracles. Bart probably knew Isaiah 35 by heart. Quote, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Isaiah 35, four through six. I believe that's being, <laughs> that's being fulfilled in this day because the eyes are, all of our eyes are being opened collectively, right? Continuing, I just know Bart was one of those fearful hearts who had taken courage by this promise in Isaiah. He knew God's God worked miracles. He lived in Jericho, for goodness sakes. So when he heard news that Jesus was making the lame to leave and the unplugging deaf ears, he knew Jesus could also open the eyes of the blind, his eyes. Bart must have been so excited to hear that the son of David had come in his lifetime. I imagine Bart prayed for the Lord not only to send coins flying his way, but to send the Messiah his way too. Every day, Bart's hope was today could be the day. One of these days, the Messiah will come by me in answer to my prayers. And when he does, here's what I will do. I will recognize him as the son of David, the promised Messiah, because the son of David is the one who can open the eyes of the blind. I'm going to make the biggest scene I've ever made. I will shout as loud as my ancestors did 1400 years ago when they made the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. That's what I would have done if I had been with Bartimaeus. If I'd been Bartimaeus, Bart kept that hope alive day after day after day. So one day, just like any other day, Bart was sitting in his usual spot and he began to hear a big commotion. You just know Jesus was coming straight through Jericho, right past Bartimaeus in answer to Bart's prayers. Passing by Bartimaeus was no coincidence. This was divine appointment. When we pray, the Lord sends answers walking right in front of us. That's reason enough to pray without ceasing. Look at Jesus acting all coy as if he's just happening along, as if he was passing by Bart and he wasn't going to stop. I wonder if Bart hoped against hope that maybe this would be Jesus. Blind people can see with their ears. So when Bart heard the, the crowd, he asked, what's happening? He probably had to ask several times because people, not, because before anybody paid attention to him, folks are blind to the blind and to beggars. But Bartimaeus kept on asking, what is happening? Tell me, tell me what is happening? I can still hear my two-year-old shouting, what is happening? As she read the book and saw the wide-eyed mouth of Bartimaeus in the storybook. 
it's Jesus. He's coming this way. Immediately, Bartimaeus put his action in his plan into action. He didn't know which way to go. So he just stayed put where he was sitting. He knew better than to find Jesus by wandering aimlessly. But remember, Bart had another thing going for him. Bart shouted for a living and he let her rip. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He usually shouted for coins, but this time Bart took his shouting up a notch or two. He kept shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Over and over and over. Now, was no time to be shy. He was not going to miss this once in a lifetime opportunity. Bart was going to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me until Jesus, the son of David, had mercy on him. He didn't care what anyone thought. He didn't care if someone didn't believe that Jesus was the promised son of David. Bartimaeus was blind, but he could see that if Jesus fulfilled the prophecies of the Messiah, he was the Messiah. The people told Bart, be quiet. Looks like Bartimaeus annoyed the people. Looks like they usually just tried to uh-oh, to ignore him. They'd probably heard him begging for years, and they were used to telling him to pipe down. Bart, you don't matter. You're just a beggar on the streets. We really just wish you would be quiet and go away. You obviously don't matter to God either. We don't need your, you, we don't need eyes to see that he doesn't care about you either. Lord, save us from such cold indifference. And the Bible says that many people yelled at Bart to zip it. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. It says, you have got to be kidding me. How could they be so cruel to try to stop Bart from getting help from Jesus? How sad. They might feel differently if they were the ones sitting on the side of the road, blind and begging. How callous the people were to Bart's suffering. Lord, help us to open our eyes to people around us and their needs. Hello. Bart was not just an annoyance. He was blind. But the people were so blind. Why didn't they realize this was the perfect opportunity for Jesus to give Bartimaeus his sight? Is it because they'd walked right past him for so long, his being anyone but blind Bartimaeus didn't even cross their minds? Is it because they were so slow to believe that God could do miracles? Is it because it was just so hard to love our neighbors as ourselves or all of the above? Ugh. Lord, help us to believe that you can transform any life. Help us to reach out to each one and give them hope in your ability to rescue. Help us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Bart didn't pay the people any attention. He shouted all the louder. Just like when the walls came tumbling down with a loud shout hundreds of years before, Bartimaeus shouted with all his might. Somehow, above all the noise of the crowd, Jesus heard Bartimaeus' cries. Jesus had extra sensitive hearing to the cries of those who need him, especially those who call him with a humble heart, and especially when they acknowledge him for who he truly is, the son of David, the promised Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. Of course, Jesus had been waiting, longing to help Bart, so he was straining his ears to hear Bart's voice calling him. Jesus had heard Bart so many times whispering to him in prayer. Now Jesus was going to answer that prayer, and this is what Jesus just loves to do. The Bible says Jesus stopped. Funny how the people told Bartimaeus to stop shouting, but the one who stopped in his tracks was Jesus. He wasn't moving one more inch until he took care of Bartimaeus. And Jesus wasn't leaving until he taught these folks a lesson that Bartimaeus was very important to him. Bart was not a nuisance to Jesus. Bart was his friend and Jesus loved him. Jesus told the people to have Bartimaeus come to him. Jesus could have easily walked over to Bart or even healed him without even stopping. But Jesus was getting the people to reach out to Bartimaeus. Come on, y'all, join my team. Yeah, you, go get Bartimaeus. The one that you all think is so unimportant, the one you're yelling at to stop shouting? Yeah, him, bring him to me. I just love Jesus. Well, now the crowd jumped on the, ba the Bart bandwagon. Hey, old pal Bartimaeus, we've got great news. Jesus is calling you. 
I imagine how quickly they changed their tune. I picture them now hurrying to help Bartimaeus find Jesus. Maybe someone who wanted to appear kind-hearted even escorted Bartimaeus to Jesus. Jesus, nothing like fickle. Gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling inside, like nausea. Bart didn't care anything about, about any of that. Jesus was calling him, little old blind beggar Bartimaeus. Jesus was going to heal him. Any help to get to Jesus was good help as far as Bart was concerned. He threw aside his garment, sprang up like a rocket, hurried to Jesus. Coins went flying. Bart didn't care about the coins either. He was getting to Jesus fast, and that was all that mattered. In short, Bartimaeus was standing right in front of Jesus. I bet you can hear a pin drop, and if anybody made a noise, they were probably told to zip it. Jesus looked into Bartimaeus' eyes that were so cold and dead. He asked, what do you want me to do for you? Does that seem like a funny question to anybody besides me? <laughs> Duh, the eyesight thing, right? Of course, Jesus knew what Bartimaeus wanted, and of course, Jesus could have healed him without Bartimaeus saying a word, but Jesus was showing Bartimaeus tremendous respect. Bart, the one no one paid attention to, the one everyone dismissed and discounted and didn't even consider the worth of the time for Jesus to heal. Heal, Bart, the one many rebuked and told to be quiet. Jesus wanted to hear what Bart had to say. Jesus cared about Bart, not just his eyes. Bartimaeus was important to Jesus. Bart couldn't see Jesus just like he never could see him when he prayed, but Bart knew this was his Lord. Have you ever noticed that when Bart was face to face with Jesus, he didn't call him son of David. Bart called Jesus Lord. You are my Lord. You're the Lord of my life. Lord of my eyesight. Lord of my days spent sitting by the roadside. Lord, I want to receive my sight. That's what I want. Well, Jesus didn't have Bartimaeus wait one second longer. Jesus healed him right on the spot. Jesus said, your faith has healed you. You didn't let the cruel words drop you from shout, shouting my name. You didn't harden your heart against me because of your affliction. You believed I'm the promised son of David. You didn't let anything keep you from me. That is true faith, Bartimaeus. And remember the precious children's book? It ended this way. Bartimaeus could see the, see the town. He could see the people. He could see the children. And Bartimaeus could see Jesus. Imagine that. The first thing Bartimaeus saw when his eyes were opened was Jesus' smiling face. The face Bartimaeus had been praying to. The face he'd been longing to see for so long. The face of his best friend who loved him just as he was. I imagine Bart looked into Jesus' eyes and both of them knowing that they had been friends for a very long time. I imagine them both smiling as Jesus put his arm around Bart's shoulders and showed him all the people. And then he showed Bart the city of Jericho. And then he showed Bart the roadside where he'd been sitting all those years, looking at these for the very first time with his brand new eyes. And then Jesus showed Bartimaeus the road he was leaving on. Jesus told Bart to go his way in peace, but Bartimaeus wanted to go with Jesus. And that sounded like a great idea to Jesus too. So that's what Bart did. Bart had his sight and a new life far from sitting beside the road as a blind beggar, and he got to see Jesus every day. Bart was part of Jesus' entourage that followed him wherever he went. These folks just wouldn't leave his side. They wanted to listen and learn and just be near him. I wonder if Bart was one of those who followed Jesus all the way to Jerusalem. I wonder if Bart was in the middle of the crowd that yelled to crucify Jesus, and he saw how fickle the crowds were to Jesus too. I wonder if Bart saw with his own eyes the horrific sight of Jesus on the cross. Maybe Bart locked his eyes with Jesus, and Jesus was encouraged. I wonder if Bart got to see Jesus after he raised from the dead. Now, wouldn't that be a sight? If Jesus, wrote, if Jesus wrote Bartimaeus a letter, it would probably be something like this one, and Bart could read it. 
for himself. Bartimaeus, you are the finest example of great eyesight I know. And I'm talking about before I gave you your physical eyesight. Even though you were blind, you saw that I was the Messiah. You saw that I was your Lord. You saw that people's cruel words didn't matter, hill of beans. You saw that following me and helping others see my love was better than staying in Jericho and being a rock star. And I've been using your life to teach those lessons for a thousand years. And I'm still praying for the blind to receive their sight, to see spiritual things. So many walk around in blindness, leading aimless lives, living only for what they can see with their eyes, groping around in the darkness of sin and self. And they don't even know it. If they would only shout out my name, I would open their eyes to a whole new world. You discovered that not being able to see my kingdom is far, far worse than not seeing the things of this world. I'm so glad you're on my team and you were willing to surrender your life to my higher purpose. By the way, I love seeing your eyes open for the very first time and the look on your face when you saw my face. You knew it was me, that I was your friend who had been beside you through it all. It brings me the same joy each time my children get their spiritual sight. Instead of just hearing about me and my words, they see my love and the new life I have for them for the very first time. You, my buddy Bart, are the ultimate example of that miracle of sight. One day, you will see people in heaven with your very own eyes, as far as the eye can see. These will be the people who began to see my love because of your faith. Your faith healed you, and it has been instrumental in healing countless more. Just you wait and see. I love you, Bart. Jesus. Y'all like my book? Isn't that a great story? I love Bart. Isn't that great? I love Bart. I just love it. And it's called Jesus, the man, um, Jesus, the miracle man, Jesus, the man. I'll put a link in the description below. And so you can share it. It's something easily, easy to share with people so that they can get to see what Jesus is really like, not what the propaganda has said about him. This is the real Jesus and people who met him. Isn't, I hope you guys enjoy that because I loved writing that book. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Help us to, to, to see like Bartimaeus. Help us to see through all the propaganda that people have said about you and to really come to, to know you, to know you uh, who you are and, and to sense your love for us and, to, and to, to know that we are important to you. Each one of us is important to you. We're your precious children, not just collectively, but each one of us. Thank you, Lord, for, for your word that if we look for treasure, we will find it in, in your word. Everywhere we look, your, your word just opens up to us. Thank you, Lord. You speak it to us. It's not just words on a page. It's you speaking You're, that you are the word and you speak to our hearts and you live within our hearts. Thank you so much, Lord, for this, all that you're revealing to us in this great day. We are so ready for everyone to know you as their Lord, like Bartimaeus, and for their eyes to be opened. We pray, oh Lord, that even now as we go and we get back on the, in, uh, out in the, in the battle, that we would help others to open their eyes to see in this great day and that uh, that all those who've been lying they'll be just they'll be stopped because no one will believe them anymore because they'll know what the truth is we pray all these things in your great name jesus amen all right guys i love you i will talk to you soon all right bye